A I N M E N U Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu Hello everyone and welcome to Main Menu for the 5th of August 2016. I am your co-host Jason Castingway. We're going to hear from Comcast this week, and we're starting right off with that. They're going to tell us all about the audio description available for the Rio Olympics this year. We do apologize for the audio quality. There was a problem with Skype, and so we resorted to using cell phones. Next, Randy and I get together and talk with the gadget guy. His name is Simone, and he is going to tell us about a Bluetooth speaker he got recently. One of the things I like about it is that it has several choices for listening. Finally, Janine Stanley is going to tell us what it takes to be a beta tester. Before we get started, here's a brief announcement. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi everyone, this is Janine Stanley, and today on Main Menu we have a special treat for you. Yes, it is time for the Summer Olympics, and no, not our special App Olympics. This is the real thing, the 2016 Summer Olympic Games being held in Rio de Janeiro. And today we have a very special guest to talk to us about some very exciting television that we can be watching surrounding the Olympic Games. I'd like to welcome Joel Moffat from Comcast. And Joel, tell us a little bit about, first of all, your title at Comcast. Uh, sure, yeah. First of all, I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm the Senior Communications Manager and Customer Experience Lead for the Accessibility Team uh, here at Comcast. Great. And tell us a little bit about what we can expect if we are Comcast customers. Unfortunately, I am not, and I'm very sad about that because you all have some very exciting news for us about the Summer Olympics. Could you just launch right in? Uh, sure, absolutely. So as you know, um, Comcast and, and NBC are part of the same organization, so you can expect some accessible Olympics content, including some for our deaf and hard of hearing customers, a significant amount of closed caption content, more than before on ever on ever on any Olympics, and also some video described content as well wow. on our uh, Olympics show. And I think this may be the first time we actually have video described Olympic Games. Am I correct? Yeah, I think this is really a first for, for live sporting events, for sure, in the U.S. And uh, so we're really excited about it. We're excited to bring you the Olympics primetime coverage of Bob Costas uh, each weeknight, uh, starting on Saturday. And we'll have video description available. And it's very accessible and easy to use with our X1 platform and really across our platforms that we offer through our Xfinity brand. So this is going to include tonight's opening ceremony, which is a very exciting part of the games, and the closing ceremony on the 21st, correct? Uh, that's correct. I should clarify that the opening and closing ceremonies, um, while they will air live, uh, they will have secondary audio featuring Spanish, but you can access those if you're an Xfinity customer on demand the day after they air with video description. Uh-huh. So that's only the opening and closing ceremonies. What about the rest of the coverage? How will that come to the Xfinity customers? Well, first of all, we've got an unprecedented amount of coverage. We're integrating through our X1 platform. That's um, through our Xfinity brand. X1 is our entertainment operating system. Uh, makes makes it easy to find what you want to watch, when you want to watch it. 
And um, with our real experience on the X1 platform, it's really easy to find all the different sports and follow your favorite athletes, get reminders about sports that are coming up that you want to check out. So taking all of this huge amount, over 6,000 hours of Olympics content, and uh, enabling you to, to really get at that and, and track it and follow your favorite events and follow your favorite athletes. Wow. So through X1, as I mentioned, our flagship kind of entertainment platform, you can also take advantage of our accessibility feature. So with X1, as many of the listeners may know, we've got our talking guide, that's voice guidance, which allows you to navigate the experience. It's basically a screen reader for our set-top box experience. You've also got the voice remote where you can speak into your remote and, and find things very easily. You can say Olympics and kind of get to that Olympics experience and start exploring the the teams and the athletes and the upcoming coverage. So uh, the coverage that, that most of our listeners will be most interested in is that video-described content. So uh, each evening we've got the uh, NBC Olympics primetime show. That's the coverage of Bob Costas where we're covering really um, the prime events, the things that people seem to be most interested in, and that will be available with description. So as you know, we'll have play-by-play on that from the announcers, but uh, as you also know, that doesn't really cover everything that our blind and low vision viewers are going to want to know. So as we have these kind of iconic moments where you've got somebody like Michael Phelps up on the medal stand, as we expect him to be, up on the podium rather, um, we'll be capturing those emotions through video description. You know, is he glancing at his wife, glancing at his child? Is he, um, you know, what are the emotions that we're trying to capture there to really plug everybody into this experience? Because this is really a unifying moment for the country and for our company too, to kind of deliver these innovations and showcase them. We want to include everybody in that. Wow. That's, that's amazing. And I remember we were joking before the call. I, I was a huge fan of the Olympics as a kid back in the seventies and, and in the eighties. And I remember I had enough vision at that time to be watching it on television. And as you're saying this, all of these pictures are flashing through my head of people up on the metal stands of the various um, events. Gymnastics was a big, uh, a big one that we were all involved with back then. And of course, I love the equestrian events. So, and, and hopefully they'll get some love this year too because they're sort of you know um in the background a little bit but um how can people find out you know what's going to be on if they are comcast subscribers first of all and secondly what if you're not a comcast subscriber is there an app how can the rest of us find out about this great audio description that's available that's actually a really good question i'm glad you you asked that so there's the nbc sports app that you can access content um you know, obviously, I've told you a lot about X1 for Comcast customers, but you know, realize that NBC is offering the video description. We, we've worked, as I mentioned, uh, as I believe I mentioned, our team sits within technology and product development here at Comcast. So we're working on the product, we're working on X1, but um, it's really a cool team to be a part of because we also get to work across to the other side of the business with NBC to talk about what kind of content are we offering. Um, you all may recall back in December, NBC uh, worked with our team to offer The Wiz Live, the Broadway show, that had the first live video description for a broadcast entertainment show, uh, which was really exciting. We had a live trained actor slash describer there on stage or off to the side of the stage describing everything that happened as it happened. So at home, you could turn on description and get that description live for the first time, which, is, which I thought was pretty thrilling. Now, um, that was available across the nation wherever SAP secondary audio feeds were available. So so too with the Olympics. Um, it's not just within the Xfinity footprint. It's really across the country wherever 
uh, SAP, these are available. You can watch on your local NBC station, and you can watch the, the NBC Olympics primetime coverage with video description. Wow. That is that is very awesome. I think I may have to tune into that and uh, figure out how to dial up my SAP channel on my remote. <laughs> That's a whole other main menu show, I think. Um, and I do wish we had Comcast here so I could have a much easier system to work with. But um, now, are there any apps on smartphones? Is there a an app for the Comcast subscribers, a way to get this through your smartphone or your tablet? Sure, absolutely. For Xfinity customers, you can download the Xfinity TV app. That basically brings the X1 experience to your smartphone, to your, your iOS or your Android device. You can use our, our web interface. We have an X1 web interface as well. You can visit that and you can uh, watch your, you know, your recordings and your Olympics content there as well. So, yeah, all different ways to kind of get at the content. And that's what our team is most interested in is kind of opening up our platforms and, and getting this content to the widest possible audience, really leveling the playing field for our customers with disabilities. Wow, fantastic. And uh, I think just being able to check out those particular opening and closing ceremonies, you know, and review those as we want on demand is huge. Now, will those, do you know, and this is probably not a fair question, but do you know if those will be available to any other people outside of the Comcast universe, since they're not going to be available live, um, will they be available outside of that through maybe the NBC app? Right. At this time, that's, that's through Xfinity only. Ah, okay. Right. That was that was the one we were we were looking at as far as, you know, could people actually access those outside of the system? So hopefully at some point those will be available. But, but the rest of the, the 15 NBC Olympics primetime episodes uh, that you'll be, be seeing it airs around eight o'clock through about mm-hmm. midnight. With all really uh, the media coverage of all the, the great sporting events that all be available with the description for you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, Jeff, Jason, do you have any questions for Joel before we go? Yeah, I just had one question, and that is, uh, if people have trouble getting access to the coverage, who should they contact? Can they contact the uh, Accessibility Helpline with Comcast? Yes, absolutely. Xfinity customers should definitely reach out to our, our Xfinity Customer Support Center for people with disabilities. You can reach them at 855 270 0379. Uh, you can also get help and support at Xfinity.com slash accessibility support. A lot of great self-help articles there to kind of get you going um, before you even have to pick up the phone and call us. And you can also reach us by email at accessibility at Comcast.com. You can reach the support center that way as well. Fantastic. Great. Thank you very much. Of course. My pleasure. Well, we are so happy to be airing this notice for our ACB Radio listeners, and we hope that everyone takes advantage of it, and uh, they can also give you feedback, I would assume, through those very means that you just described on the coverage, right? Absolutely. Great. We'd love to hear it. That's part of our approach. Uh, our approach here at Comcast to accessibility is really a proactive one instead of a reactive one. Um, what we want to do is we want to kind of iterate upon the products as we go to make them as accessible as possible. That's why our team sits within technology and product development. Um, we're at the table, we're product owners, we're making decisions as to how to become more accessible as we go forward, and you all are a very big part of that. Um, ACB, of course, is a great partner. Many other organizations partnering with us as well kind of give us that feedback as we iterate as we go forward, uh, as we've done with the talking guide, as we continue to, to build in features and respond to 
the needs of, of the community as to how these products should look and, and how they're going to work best. Fantastic. Well, I'm very excited about hearing live sports actually described. I just think this will be amazing to see how that will fit in with the commentary and um, rather rather exciting to, to find out about this. Thank you so much, Joel Moffat from Comcast and Xfinity for Main Menu. This has been Janine Stanley. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening to Main Menu. With me, of course, is my co-host, Jason Castingway. Hi, Jason. Hello, Randy. And we have Simone. And Simone, I'd like to think of as a gadget man. Simone, first of all, before we get into what you're going to be demonstrating, uh, how did you start really looking around at gadgets? And for the gadget that we're talking about today, which is a Bluetooth speaker, how do you find these gadgets? Uh, how you doing, Randy? Thanks Hi. for having me on the podcast, first of all. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. I've always been kind of a gadget guy. I mean, even when I was a kid, you know, uh, my family always teased me, you know, you're the latest, you know, you're the guy that always buys as seen on TV and you always have the latest and greatest. And I just, I don't know, I've always been that, that guy. And as I got into technology, um, you know, I just, you know, kind of just graduated with, I guess, more, uh, more high tech gadgets as they came out. So yeah, just kind of like that. Okay, very good. Uh, you and myself and Jason, we do the same things. We we love gadgets and we love talking about them. And if you're hearing me, ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing me through a speaker. And whether it be the phone, uh, whether it be your iPad or your iPhone, whatever device you're hearing us on, you're hearing it through a speaker. And Jason and I brought Simone on to talk about speakers. We're going to do one now, and then uh, in the next week or two to come, we're going to do some more speaker reviews, and these are exciting. Uh, so tell us how you came across this, and what is it, Simone? Okay, um, first of all, I own several Bluetooth speakers, and they all kind of have their own little place in my uh, daily life. And um, this speaker I was told about by a friend of mine on uh, Amateur Radio who purchased it, and knows that I'm the gadget guy as well, and uh, told me about this speaker, and um, it just sounded really cool, and it has a lot of features that no other speaker has, and I bought it on Amazon for $49, and I think it's probably my favorite speaker. Maybe not the best sounding, but definitely... The most the versatile speaker. speaker. Yeah, most versatile, that's it. Yeah. And it, uh, yeah, it's called the Polaris V8, Victor 8. Okay, um, I have looked at online at Amazon, and it's still there. And I've looked on eBay and looked through uh, several sources, and it's cheapest on Amazon. And I am going to purchase one. So, uh, well, not credit, and it does come in, I think, black, blue, and red, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, you're right. And I have it in black, but um, I guess for some people, color doesn't matter. But for some weird reason, even though I'm totally blind. I'm obsessed with what color things are. I guess maybe because I remember colors when I was little, and I kind of hang on to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. My own weird little uh, fetish. I don't know. Well, that's okay. <laughs> so um, let's get right into it. Okay. How let's big go. is it? I was. I'll describe all that. So I'm holding the speaker in my hands right now. Um, do you know what size like a brick is? Like a regular red brick. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna say about nine inches, eight to nine inches in length about two and a half inches deep and about two and a half inches tall. So it's a rectangular shape. Um, it is the front. I'll start by describing the front of the speaker is all uh, mesh grill. And it does have LEDs behind it, so I'm told. And um, 
and has a channel readout for the FM tuner behind the grill, along with the Polaris logo. Um, it's wrapped in rubber all the way around, has like four rubber feet kind of on the bottom built in. Um, so it is really nice and kind of weather, uh, a little, I won't say weatherproof, but, it, you know, a little more shock resistant. Um, on the back of the speaker, it's, um, you've, at the bottom center, you've got a battery compartment that you can flip over and open. And this speaker takes what's called an 18650 battery, which are getting to be more and more common. Are you guys familiar with this battery? I think those are the batteries that uh, run e-cigs, aren't they? Correct. Yes, they are the electronic cigarettes. I have several flashlights that use them. Mm. Uh, they're lithium-ion they're readily available for reasonable prices. I wouldn't skimp on the batteries if you do purchase more batteries for this. Um, a lot of them are made, obviously, overseas in China, but you still want to probably get the better ones. Um, the one that comes with is only 2,000 milliamps, and they have them all the way up to 4,000. So in the future, I am going to put a 4,000 milliamp battery in it. And probably double your playback time, which they claim is 8 to 12 hours, depending how loud you have it and depending if you're using the FM or, you know. So that is nice because you can have four or five batteries with you and essentially never run out of music and not have to be, you know, you're camping or something. You don't have a way of plugging it in via USB. You have the option of more batteries which is i thought was ingenious now you said fm now you're telling us that this has a built-in fm tuner yeah i will get to that but uh yeah it's kind of like uh, putting a cart before the horse there however that goes the wagon before the horse <laughs> so also on the back you have an auxiliary in eight inch jack so you can plug external devices directly into it next to that you have a slot for the micro USB card, which I will get into. And next to that, you have the micro USB for the charging. Okay, so that's the back of the speaker. Now the top of the speaker, I'm flipping it back around facing me, has six buttons, three, and then three above it. So two rows of three buttons. They are raised tactile feeling buttons, so no touchpads. Your first three buttons closest to the grill are your up and down you know, whether it be uh, to the next song or the next radio station, because it does have an FM tuner, and the middle button is your power on and off. The back three are your up and down volume on the left and right, and the center one is your, and they all feel different. Like the center one is square for uh, your modes. So what I'm going to do is turn on the speaker now, if that's pretty much covers how it looks okay. physically. Um, this is a 9-watt speaker, by the way. Um, with dual drivers, to, and it's very portable, very small, and like I said, for what it costs, it's pretty incredible sounding. Yeah, so now, normally they list for, I think, 99 I think, right? Yeah, $40. Okay, now you're going to hear it has a voice built Bluetooth in. Bluetooth mode. Okay, you hear it say Bluetooth mode. It's a bit of a snarky kind of a voice. Device pad. Okay, now you hear it say device <laughs> pad. Yeah, a bit of a snarky kind of British voice, but a yeah, voice is voice. Now, it's already paired. You heard it say device paired. So what I'm going to do first is go through Come the on. modes, okay? Mm -hmm. The mode button being the center back button. It's already in Bluetooth mode, so I'm going to push it again. Memory card mode. Okay, now 
Okay, um, memory card mode. So this takes micro SD cards, okay? Mm -hmm. And you can put up to a 32 gig card. Let you hear it a little Let bit. That's got really good sound. Let me turn it down a bit here. Is that too high? Is it covering me up? That's perfect. Okay, so this thing has really good sound. I mean, it, you turn it up and it doesn't distort and fall on its face. And for the size it is, on the very bottom it has a little grill that kind of faces toward the bottom. So I'm assuming it's some sort of little small subwoofer in there, um, as well as the two drivers, I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know that. But like I said, for what it is, it's really got better than average sound. Mm -hmm. Now, the buttons on each side of the power button will skip to the next song. So I hit that. And I got a couple hundred songs in here right now, but I'm imagining on a 32 gig card, you can put a couple thousand songs, wouldn't you oh, say? Oh, yeah. So now the only drawback is you put in all your music, it's just a shuffle mode. You don't have a way of playlists and oh, of you know, course yeah for 49 dollars, you're not going to get that so you just put in all the music you like and it's going to shuffle through it randomly its own way and every time it shuffles differently so they're not in the same order every time i've noticed so yeah just kind of there's the next song you know so that's basically that now if i hit the mode button again fm mode fm mode you hear it say mm-hmm and surprisingly enough, it has an internal antenna. It's really got a great receiver. I mean, you would think it would have to have a, some sort of whip on it. But it, you, it, it actually picks up really good FM. They say that if you plug in an auxiliary cord to the auxiliary port, that it was supposed to enhance the receive. I haven't gotten that or really felt like I needed it. How weird. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what they have inside of it for an FM antenna because mostly AM antennas are the ones that are internal. Yeah. But this one has no external antenna and it has a pretty fair tuner in it, you know, local stations and so forth. So I'm assuming it's self-seeking, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. You hold up, you hit the button and it stops at the next station. So the only drawbacks I can say is you can't hold down the button and scan real fast, um, which is no big deal to me. And like I said, the memory card mode. Let me hit the mode button here again. OX in mode. Now there's OX in mode, which is self-explanatory if you have you're using the auxiliary jack on the back, and then we hit again. Round. Okay, yeah, this device paired. So it'll all tell you when you're paired, which I like the voice feature of being 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 a blind person. So now I grab my iPad over here and flip it open. Okay, sorry about and. that. My sister messaging me from Canada. Um, so I'm going to double tap. Now that's coming through my iPad through the Bluetooth. Let me turn it up. And it's bad, getting worse. So obviously you can't tell. Well, I, actually, I can. I mean, I can actually hear the bass yeah, coming through. Yeah, that particular. That it particular piece uh, worked out really well. It bumps really nicely. I mean, for what it is, obviously my Bose SoundLink 
sounds better but costs six times the price and doesn't have nearly all the features. Um, yeah, Jason and I both have sound links as well. <laughs> I love my sound link, but you know. Oh, if, me too. If I dropped it camping, I would probably cry myself to sleep. Three hundred dollars, you know, mm -hmm. and if something yeah. happened to this, I'd be out fifty bucks. And like I said, the nicest features are the memory card, the FM tuner, and the fact that you can change batteries on the fly. So uh, that's about it. If you have any other questions about the speaker, yeah, actually, I do. If one were to let's say, if you uh, if you wanted to read a book, like a book on an MP3. Yes. Could you conceivably put it in a folder, or does it not do folders, or how would that work? It doesn't do folders, so what you would have to do is just load it with, you know, your favorite podcasts and maybe a book or two and some music, and you would have to hit the skip button until you got to the item that you wanted. But one thing it does do, if you're reading an audio book, you turn it off and turn it back on, it will pick up where you left off. So conceivably, if you had file zero one, zero two, zero three, you could play them in order. If you could, you skip from one to another and and read that way. You know, that's a good question. I've never put a book in it. Normally, I use my Bard app in my phone and just link it to the speaker. Of and course. Once I looked out, it does have a microphone built in for phone calls. Ah. Ah. Oh, okay. So you can make phone calls and receive phone calls with it. How great the quality is, I couldn't tell you because I don't use it for that. But I know. What I did is I watched a YouTube review on it before to make sure that I had all my ducks in a row for you guys. So well, I got a, I got a little secret for you. I actually uh, watched a couple of YouTube videos when I first heard about it from you, and that was probably about a month ago. So you got me really interested in it. Now I I don't know if you can answer this question, and if you can't, that's okay. Um, I'm curious when you go to order one. I notice underneath the ordering. Um, portion on the amazon site it says ten dollars off if you order and i'm assuming if you order an extra one or two you get ten dollars off of one of them do you do you know about that i know that no i paid the full 49 dollars, and it was free shipping i don't know if it was prime or not i don't remember because i've had it for like a year mm -hmm. and i uh spend way too much money on amazon as my wife would probably tell you well, we call it santazon because it's like santa claus dropping off a box every day so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose I should have introduced you as Simone Amazon, right? Yeah, they should have yeah, <laughs> paying me for all the business I give them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on, and there's going to be a lot more speaker reviews coming. And I know people love speaker reviews. I know I especially do. And you also have a really neat battery pack that I've heard your demonstration. I'd like you to do that one as well sometime. So I would, would you? You'd come back on and do some more oh, for us. Or? In fact, right. if you know you want to, you have a place for the gadget guy. I mean, I like this. Uh, I like helping other people out. I get a lot of help from my friends with techie stuff, and um, you know, I, I like this is my way of giving back. You know, so I like doing it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and power it off, and you're going to hear powering off. The old snarky professor telling you powering off. So well, you know, I certainly do like all the voice prompts. Yes, I was going to ask. Uh, it charges via the micro USB port, correct? Correct. It's about uh, with a two thousand milliamp battery. It's about a two and a half to three hour charge time with about an eight hour. I've noticed about an eight hour playback, and as it gets closer to being uh, dead or battery dying, it lowers the volume, you know, in increments, depending on how low the battery is. 
But like I said, a 4,000 milliamp battery, and you'd have probably a good 15 hours, maybe 20 hours of playback time, which is phenomenal. Now I really want one. And I'll, and the reason I want one is because I, wanna, I, I do take my bows outside, but what happens if I would like something a little bit more portable to sit out on the glide or whatever? This would be perfect. Yeah, I don't. I'm so worried about my bows getting, you know, I use my bows in my backyard when I have friends over barbecuing and stuff or my sound, uh, my block rocker, which I'd like to do a review on if you guys would have it. Oh, yeah. Pretty neat item as well. Glad to have you. The name but, uh, sounds incredible. The block rocker. <laughs> uh, they're way cool, and I'll tell you all about it in the next uh, time you have me on. And I have a couple other gadgets I'd like to do. It's certainly up to you guys what you want. Sure. Well, and I, I like that this has the FM tuner and the micro SD card capability, too. It's nice to have you know options so that you can carry a speaker around and... If you're not wanting to do Bluetooth, you can have some other ways of getting, getting exactly. good audio. Versatile, very versatile. I mean, if you count the auxiliary ports, you've got four different options there. That's uh, right. For music. And like I said, it's really good for audio books. Um, you know, the Bluetooth capability is very simple. It's the new style Bluetooth where you turn it on and you automatically see it and just pair to it. And once it's paired, obviously, you'll never have to do it again, just like any other device. Now, you said the new Bluetooth, which is Bluetooth 4. Now, does it have a uh, better distance uh, than the... Th um, than the no, I think it's a 33-foot range. The Block okay. Rocker has a 75-foot range. Um, <laughs> the wow. Block Rocker... I just went to Costco and saw the new Block Rocker, um, and it's the Black Block Rocker Max... That thing's got a hundred foot range Bluetooth. Oh my! Yeah. So we'll we'll talk more about that on the next go around. But definitely, I highly recommend the Pol the Polaris V8. I think for fifty dollars, you're getting a lot of bang for your buck. And um, I just wish they would, uh, you know, recognize me and start giving me some of the cash that I've made them because I've sold a lot of these to all my friends on ham radio. <laughs> yeah, I, I do the same thing with my cooking utensils. I think that, that we both should get reimbursed for some of these things. But nonetheless, I'd like to talk about that because you got to get your stuff too for cooking. So we'll have to talk offline about that, Randy. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead oh no, I was going to say what, what, uh, you guys have to get affiliate links or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually should, man. For all the things that I sell and tell people this is great, and you try this and try that, and then they buy it, and then the company. Yeah. What are you going to do? I, I do it just to. Because I like to see people get the same enjoyment I get out of certain items, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd like to have you talk about your solar pack when uh, when we uh, have the time as well. Yes, when, that would be cool. Whenever. I, I'm only working like three days a week these days, so I'd love to do it. Sounds great. Thank you for coming on, Simone. For having me. Hi, everyone. This is Janine Stanley. So, you want to be a beta tester. You've been hearing all the excitement about the new iOS operating system, macOS, watchOS 3, and you want in on the fun early. Well, <laughs> this segment is for you. And it's for you if you have never been a beta tester before. Those who have beta tested apps or versions of software operating systems before are old hands at this, hopefully. But for those of us who want to finally get in on the party, this is basically how you're going to do it. Now, if you're going to be a beta tester, there are a few things that you need to take into consideration. Number one, this is beta software. That means it's not finished cooking yet. So there are going to be bugs. There are going to be things that don't work. 
go in knowing that. Also go in with a fairly good understanding of your device. Even though the whole purpose of public betas is to look at software the way that people actually use it with all different knowledge levels, one of the important things for you as a blind person is to at least understand how voiceover or whatever technology you're gonna be using in any beta actually works so that you can accurately report what's going on in case of a bug or something where the adaptive technology isn't working as it should. Because the more you know about it, no, you don't have to be a programmer. I mean, beta testing sounds kind of scary at a lot of points, but knowing at least how to move around your device, how you normally do things pretty quickly and efficiently will really help in the process. The other thing to know about being a beta tester, and I broke this rule right off the bat, listen to what I say, not what I do. Do not install beta software on your primary device. If you only have one phone, one cell phone, let's say, don't install the beta on that phone. There may be times when a new software version comes out and your phone becomes a useless brick. It's pretty rare, but it can happen. Also, programs that you have used for a long time may not work anymore. And we'll give an example of that here in a bit to show you how something doesn't work yet in a beta doesn't mean it's not going to in the final iteration of the software. It just means it's not working right now. So look at the programs that you use on a daily basis on your iPhone. And I'm going to go ahead and from now on use the example of the betas that I'm involved with. So I'm involved with the iOS 10 beta the Watch OS 3 beta, and I'm also beta testing a few apps. And we'll go into beta testing apps here after we get through the iOS stuff. I did not take the plunge into Mac OS Sierra yet. Um, just haven't had the time work-wise, but uh, we'll see because I'm really interested to see how Siri behaves on the Mac. So back to the iOS betas. Before you get started, think very hard about the apps that you use, make a list of them, and then check the message boards, check the blogs, check all the information you can. Apple This is a great site for this. There are probably a million others. There are mailing lists, there are Twitter feeds, etc. about how accessible these apps are for people using iOS 10 beta. For example, one of the crucial apps that does not yet work in iOS 10 beta, and this is as of public beta 2, is KNFB Reader. So if KNFB Reader is a crucial part of your daily workflow, do not become a beta tester. I lucked out in that I happen to have other scanning apps that do work. They don't work as efficiently, as cleanly, as neatly, but they do work. Now, not all aspects of KNFB Reader have been disabled, so you can still do some things with the app, you just can't scan with it in real time at the moment. Now remember, we are talking beta. I fully expect KNFB Reader to be working in the ready for prime time version of iOS 10 when it comes out. I, I have every confidence that that will happen. So right now, if KNFB Reader is important to you, do not become a beta tester. <laughs> now, if you can live without KNFB Reader, other apps like TapTapC, that still works perfectly fine. Prismo works fine if you know how to use Prismo, and we've done a little bit on Prismo here with one of our app Smackdowns. So you've done all this research, you've thought about it, so now what do you do? I want to do it, I want to take the plunge, I want to be a beta tester. Whoo! First step, 
you are going to have to register your device with Apple. And you'll do this by going to the website beta.apple.com. And that's B-E-T-A dot A-P-P-L-E dot C-O-M. And on this site, and you'll want to read through this. I, I really spent a long time on the site reading through. They have frequently asked questions. They have all kinds of information on that site. And that's what you're going to want to look at first. So you decide to register your device. Go ahead and do that. Apple will send you an email. And if you are registering your iPhone, you're going to want to answer this email or open this email on your phone. And you're going to want to do so using Apple Mail. Now, I routinely use Outlook uh, for iOS. I, I really like the Outlook Mail app. And maybe we'll review that some, sometime here on Main Menu if people would like. But I learned quickly that you really need to do this from Apple Mail. And they will provide you with a link. And you will do some downloading. There's a whole process. It's, it's been about a month since I've done it. I got in when the first public beta came out, and I'm a little fuzzy on all the details. But it's very self-explanatory to get set up. What will happen whether you run the Mac OS beta or the iOS beta is that you will get an additional app called Feedback Assistant. Feedback Assistant is a wonderful little app that is going to be automatically installed. It'll be in your dock on your Mac. It will be installed on your home screen on your phone. And I suggest keeping it right there. If you want to put it in your dock on your phone, that would be fine. Um, because it's an app you will use a lot. The next thing to remember before we go into the Feedback Assistant app is that as a beta tester, you have an obligation. And your obligation is to report things that you see. You can't just go, huh, I have this great software and I can do all these really cool things. Oh, something went wrong. Okay, well, I'll just go on doing my thing. No, you have an obligation to report that to the developer. And that's very important because otherwise, how are they going to know that there's something wrong and that it needs to be fixed? And there's a process to reporting a bug or, or even suggesting a new feature. So in this process, you're going to want to take the scientific approach. And we all probably remember from high school learning about the scientific approach, where you, you're going to list all the steps that you took. You're going to try to recreate the situation to see if it was just a one-time thing, or if it happens every time, or if it only happens sometimes, or under what conditions does it happen. And that's very important, because you're saying, you know, this doesn't work. That really doesn't help the developer. You need to explain, I'm using voiceover, and every time I do X, Y happens, and Z is supposed to happen. So um, that's very helpful. And you'll see how Feedback Assistant is structured. It really helps you in this process. Let's take a look at Feedback Assistant. We'll start in the upper left corner. Settings, button, Feedback Assistant, heading, Compose, button. Compose, and this is what we're going to trigger to send a new report. Apple Beta Software Program, heading, inbox, button, drafts, button, submitted, button, new feedback, button, new feedback, button. So I'm going to go back up and double tap on Compose. Apple Beta Software Program, heading, compose, button, compose, new feedback, cancel, dimmed, button, okay. cancel, button. And we're just going to swipe through this screen. New feedback, heading, submit, button, draft feedback for, change, button iOS 10 beta, basic information, heading, 
Please provide a descriptive title for your rapport. Provide details. Okay, and this is where we'll provide the descriptive title. This is just a title form, so I'm going to go ahead and leave that blank since we're actually not going to submit this. Which of the following are you seeing an issue with? Please select the problem area. And this will just double tap on. Selected. Back button. Search. Search field. Which of the following are you seeing an issue with? Heading. Third-party app. And you have a whole list of things here that you can choose from. And I'm just going to go down the list so you can kind of see the breadth of things that we're talking about as a way to help you structure your feedback. Accessibility. Accessibility. Oh, ho. Very good. Airdrop. Airplay. App Store. App Switcher. Apple Pay. Apple C Portal. Backup. Battery Life. Bluetooth. Calculator. Calendar. Camera. CarPlay. Cellular service. Calls and data. Clock. Contacts. Continuity slash handoff. Control center. Device feels warm. FaceTime. Feedback assistant. Game center. Health. Home app. Home screen. iBooks. iCloud. iCloud drive. iTunes store. iTunes sync. iWork apps. Keyboard. Keyboard auto correction. Keychain. Lock screen. Mail. Maps. Messages. Music. News. Night shift. Notes. Notification center. Phone app. Photos. Playgrounds app. Printing. Reminders. Rotation. Safari. Settings. Setup assistant. Siri. Software update. Split view. Spotlight search. System crashes. System slow slash unresponsive. Touch ID. Videos. Voice memos. VPN. Wallet. Watch. Wi-Fi. Something else not on this list. And we end with the ever ubiquitous something else not on this list. So I'm going to go ahead and go back up to battery. Battery life. Selected. New feedback. Cancel. Button. Okay. And we'll swipe back down through the app. Right now, this returns you up to that new feedback part of the screen. So you do have to do some swiping here. New feedback. Submit. Draft feedback. Change. But iOS 10 beta. Basic information. Please provide it. Which of the following are you seeing an issue with? Battery life. Details. Heading. Details. Which best describes your battery life issue? Choose. Ellipsis. Selected. Back button. Which best describes your battery life issue? Heading. Device turned off unexpectedly. Battery is draining faster than expected. Sudden increase slash decrease in battery percentage. Battery usage in settings. Low power mode. Low power mode. Okay, so those are all of my choices. I'm going to go battery here to... Sudden increase slash... Battery is draining faster than expected. Battery is draining faster than expected. Selected. New feedback. Cancel. Button. New feedback. Submit. Draft. Change. Okay, iOS. Basic. Please down which here the Details. Which best describes your battery life? How often does this problem occur? Choose. Ellipse. Selected. Back button. How often does this problem occur? And this is where you really want to document something going wrong or something not behaving the way it's supposed to. So it can't happen just one time. How often does this problem occur? It happens every time. It happens sometimes. It only happened one time. I don't know, slash. I haven't tried it more than once. Aha. <laughs> Which will be telling, however. I don't know, slash. I haven't tried it more than once. It only happened once. It happens sometimes. Okay, with me, this happens sometimes. Selected. New feedback. Please describe the issue and what steps we can take to reproduce it. Provide details. Okay, please describe the issue and what steps we can take to recreate it. This is really important. This is where you want to make your notes. And what I usually do is I'll make my notes in a separate thing, cut and paste them to the clipboard, and then I'll put them in here. I, I have written in here, but I find it just it's better for me to write it all out and look over it first. And uh, that's the way I put 
in it. This is a standard edit box. And then after that, we have... Did you see this problem before you started using the latest iOS build? Choose. Did you see this problem before you started using the latest iOS build? So that's a yes or no. Does this prevent you from using the latest iOS build? Choose ellipsis. And let me show you the answers under this one. Does this prevent you from using the latest iOS build? Let's take a look. Selected back button. Does this prevent you from using the latest iOS build? Heading. The issue prevents me from using iOS 10 at all. The issue makes it very difficult for me to use iOS 10. The issue should be fixed, but doesn't prevent me from using iOS 10. I'm not reporting an issue slash not applicable. That's the one that I use when I'm reporting something I actually like, which is also important. It's very important to report things you actually like. I'm not reporting an issue slash not applicable. Okay, after that we have device information. Device information. Device build. 14A5300. I'm going to scratch that. That is a lot of information, and there may be a button in there to send logs. And particularly in the case of a battery issue, they are going to want to see your log files, and they will be uploaded to Apple. So if privacy is a thing with you, this is something you may not want to get involved with a beta testing situation, because obviously your device is a test device now. So it essentially, or all of your information that involves the running of the device in the operating system, belongs to that company, Apple. So <laughs> they're going to see it. I don't think there's anything nefarious going on there, so I think you're okay. That is Feedback Assistant. Now, when you're done, you're going to go to submit the upper button. right corner, and there's your Submit button, and you're going to go ahead and submit that. Now, these do take some time to upload, especially if you're uploading logs, so just leave the app open. But we're going to go ahead and close out of Calendars folder. Feedback Assistant, and we're going to talk a little bit about beta testing apps. So you want to beta test an app. You've heard of this great new app. It's in beta right now, and you'd love to get your hands on it and play with it. Same rules apply. This is software that is not finished yet. Now, the reason why it's really important to have voiceover folks testing uh, programs, especially mainstream kinds of software and apps, is that it really gives the app developers a good feel for how people with voiceover are going to use the app, what stumbling blocks there might be, and how they can fix them before the app goes public. There are various ways to give feedback to a developer similar to Feedback Assistant. In the case of beta testing software, though, that's not Apple pre-installed software, you're going to have to use what the developer gives you as the way to supply feedback. Some developers, it's a simple email. You email them what's going on and use as much detail as you can, etc., etc. For some developers, they will have an email list where you can report things, you can discuss things, you can suggest new features, etc., for others, they may have a Slack channel. That's a bit more challenging. We can talk about Slack sometime here on Main Menu. It's an interesting program. If any of you are regular Slack users, either in the iOS platform uh, or some other platform, I would love to talk to you because it's an interesting team communication kind of software, but it's very challenging accessibility-wise. And I know that the, the Slack team is very interested in accessibility. So that's something that you know we want to follow quite closely. If you're going to do any beta testing at all of apps, first you want to go to the App Store and install an app called Test Flight. And that's T-E-S-T-F-L-I-G-H-T. That is an Apple app and that allows you to be able to run the beta versions of software. Most apps are probably going to require Test Flight. I don't know of many that won't. I can't think of a situation where that would happen. 
Now that you've got test flight, what happens next? Well, the developer will send you an email with a link and you will go ahead and double tap on that link. Now this one doesn't necessarily have to be an Apple Mail. I find it goes a little faster if it is, but I have actually taken test flight invitations from Outlook and it worked fine. So uh, that one's not as crucial, but if it is, you know, an iOS 10 related thing or something related to an Apple product, you're definitely gonna wanna open those kinds of things through Apple Mail. Let's go to the test flight app. Test flight. Test flight. Test flight. Heading. Okay, we're going to go to that upper left corner of the screen. Updates. One app. Test flight. Heading. Updates. One app. This particular thing, updates one app, I, I have not seen this to be really useful, okay? It, it doesn't report correctly. I have three apps in here. I have the Roger app, I have Nearby Explorer, and I have ACB Link, all three of which I am on the beta test team for. So we're just going to swipe down here. Roger, group voice messenger for friends, families, and teams who miss talking by 47 Center, Incorporated, expires in 60 days. Redeem button. Now there's a redeem button. Do not... Do not worry about that button, okay? That is an older way of, or a different way, I should say, of getting into the test flight app and getting an app. They would send you a code and you would redeem, you would put the code in here and that's what that button is for. Do not even think about that button, please. Do not, I know it's a button, I know it's there, don't even bother with it. So we're gonna swipe past that. Currently signed in with Apple ID, Geminiums app, test flight terms and conditions, button. Okay, so we're going to go back up here because it looks like we have one update. Currently signed in Redeem, but Roger, group voice messenger for friends, families, and teams who okay. talking by 47 Center, Incorporated, expires in 60 days. And the way that you do these updates is you simply double tap on the app name. Selected. Test flight. Back button. Okay. Roger, group voice messenger for friends, families, and teams who talking by 47 Center, Incorporated, version 1261020, update, button, heading. There's the really important button, update. And we'll get to that in a minute because before you click that update button or double tap on it, you want to really explore this screen because there is some information here that before you update, you might want to look at. Send feedback. What to test? Bullock raising the phone to your ear during playback switches to the earpiece. Bullock, there's now a live mode which auto plays all incoming conversations as they arrive when the app is open. This can be turned off in settings. Bullock crashed. Okay, I'm going to mute that. But those are what to test is the section where the developer puts all of the new things that they want you to see and they want you to try during the beta process to make sure that they work. So that's a very important section to read, and it'll still be there once you update the app. Not a problem there, but uh, it's nice to read beforehand so you can see what you're getting into and think, yeah, you know, I'm not sure I want to get into that yet. Description. Tap to expand. Information. Developer. 47 Center. Incorporate. Okay, so this is just basic information about about the app, etc., etc., and you can look at that at your leisure. The really important thing is what to test on this page. So let's go back up to the update button. Description, update, button, heading. We'll double tap. Connecting. And this process usually does not take very long at all. And then you will get an open button and you open can button. open the app, like right there. You can open the app and I'm gonna go ahead and double tap that. Okay, and Roger. we are. Settings, button. We are in the Roger app. Conversation members, button. Listen, three minutes, button, MMT. Okay, and that's our main menu team. So we have something there, and there's our Roger app that's been updated. So that's as easy as it gets to actually update 
an app if you are beta testing something. There is a great deal of confusion about that redeem button. Pretend it's not there, folks. Just pretend it's not there. That's all I'm going to say, <laughs> because it really doesn't have any use for the way that most of us are dealing with apps at this point. If you double tap that redeem button, you're going to get a message about a certificate, etc., etc., and you're going to be in a vicious cycle. So please don't do that. Just ignore that redeem button for now. One of the great things about being a beta tester of really nifty programs like Nearby Explorer and ACB Link is that you really get to suggest features to the developer of things. You know, this works great, but wouldn't it be cool if? And that's when I think we really can have some value to the, the developer beyond just the accessibility testing. And that's to really make the app usable for you as a human being outside of your needs as a visually impaired person. Finally, when we talk about testing, I have to put this out there. You also have an obligation to check the rules of the beta to see what you can and cannot talk about publicly. Now, there's some confusion with the Apple public betas as to what you can and can't talk about. For example, the uh, Watch OS 3 beta, I can't say anything about. That one you can only get with a developer account, and I happen to know a developer and I'm helping them with some stuff, so I can get that particular beta. That's fine, but I can't talk about any of the features or anything like that unless I'm talking either to, you know, Apple, or I'm talking to other people who also have the beta and we are in a very private discussion. So, um, and that goes on out there, and you can find those forums if you want them. They're out there. Now, on a public beta like iOS 10, and we're now in public beta 2, public beta 3, I believe, is going to come out very soon, um, there is some limited things, and it's very confusing to me what you can and can't say. I prefer to err on the side of caution and not say anything about the public beta at this point. There are some people and some forums where you can certainly talk about it. I know Apple this does prefers that you do not talk about the public beta and aspects of it um, beyond speculation. If you're involved in it, please don't go and say, hey, voiceover does this, or whoa, voiceover doesn't work. Nobody cares, blah, blah, blah. You know, please don't do that. Um, keep it to yourself. There are groups, there are forums for you to discuss those things amongst other beta users. And I think that's the appropriate place to talk about those. The one thing I will say is I think you're going to be pleased with uh, iOS 10. Uh, there are some things yet that aren't, are not quite ready for prime time with voiceover. They're not inaccessible. I'm going to tell you that I haven't found one thing short of the KNFB Reader app uh, and, and its scan feature. You can still import files and have them processed. For example, if you have a, a graphic PDF, it will still do that. It's just that when you take a picture, it will the app will, will stop and, and you'll be back on your home screen. So that's the only thing. But as I said, I'm sure that will be working at 100% strength when we get to the, the, the prime time version of iOS 10. So you want to be a beta tester? Well, <laughs> remember beta.apple.com, feedback assistant, and test flight. Those are the things that you're going to be wanting to look at and share your beta testing experiences with us here at Main Menu. This has been G.
Janine Stanley. Oh, yes, we're going to have to get the gadget guy back, as from our conversation, it sounds like he has played with a lot of toys. <laughs> we appreciate your listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Main Menu. Main Menu is sponsored by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio, and it airs every Friday evening beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern, repeating every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can catch it on any internet-connected device by going to ACB Radio Mainstream, that's acbradio.org mainstream, grabbing it as a podcast, using the ACB Link app, or by picking up a phone and dialing 605-475-8130 at airtime. You can send us feedback by emailing mainmenu at acbradio.org or interact with us on Twitter at Main Menu. Take care, everyone, and we'll be back next week. <laughs>